0: Welcome to another episode of Through the Lens of Christ. I'm here with Steve Dowster. How you doing, Steve? I'm fine, Adam. How are you? I'm, I'm well. Good. Um, I'm Adam Baker, and we, uh, Steve and I get together to be able to talk about um, issues in culture and issues in our faith and um, how we personally are wrestling through things that happen in our daily lives and things that, whether it's things that we read about or see um, um, that are happening in the news or just issues that we're, we're personally working through. And so I think these conversations are really good and valuable. I know they are for me. Um, certainly I hope they are for, for others. Um, and I think they're actually very important for us to have as Christians, as believers with other believers. Um, uh, one thing that I want to make mention of is that if you're listening to this and uh, throughout this episode, if you have questions or comments or things that that steve and i should consider um ashley's putting a a form at the bottom of this so i would just encourage you to fill that out give us your feedback or even if there's points that we need to develop further in future podcasts or future episodes of our podcast we would love to be able to do that so um uh, certainly please let us know feedback is greatly appreciated sometimes steve and i just talking into the void we never know exactly um what people are thinking or not so getting some some feedback and questions would be helpful Yep. Having said that, uh, for this episode, we are going to be talking about uh, what we read, the idea of what do we ingest and why is that important? Um, How are we learning and where are we developing our knowledge from? And it's a, a critical topic. To discuss whether somebody, the good news is that many people tell me like I'm not much of a reader. Um, We live in a technology age where you don't even have to be a reader, so um, that's not an excuse anymore. And I think that um, we should be using technology to our full advantage. And uh, so anyway, we want to start a little bit by talking about what is what should we be grounded on first as believers. Then moving into how do we decide what, what to read? What what things are we either currently reading or looking forward to be reading? Um, and so how do we determine um, where to gain our information? I would tell you that um, I don't think either Steve or I are going to be saying this is what you have to read, except for the first thing we're going to talk about. Um, but we're not going to be telling you this is what you have to read. We both like to read, and we like to read a variety of different uh, perspectives and viewpoints. We have preferences from authors. We have preferences from um, theological bents. um, But we also like to read widely outside of that. And I think that's, we'll talk about that, but I think that's good and important. Um, So first, what should, if we're going to pick one book, one resource to tell you to read as believers,
1: Steve, what would it be? It's a good question. Um, it should be that we should be able to read the Bible as believers. I'll say that. There hope. We I hope go. that's a good answer. We're, we're aligned. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think about that. I mean, my first thought about that was, as you were just sitting there, you know, with the introduction and talking, it's, it's, it's the reason we should learn to read. Mm-hmm. God, God gave us His message to us in actual words in a book. So, so when we tell our kids, we homeschool our kids, and we're like, well, what's so important about reading, Dad? You're, you're learning how to read so that you can read the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's the first top of the list important thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, you, you think about how much um, work has gone into translating the Bible into native languages. Um, th- the whole point and purpose is exactly that. Why do we why do we have language at all so that we can not just speak to each other, but so that we can understand our, our God and creator? And um, so, yeah, the, the Bible is the first most critical source of information. And I I fully understand that it can be overwhelming. I fully understand that there's parts that can be controversial. There's parts that can be difficult to understand. Totally get it. But the vast majority of scripture um, is not impossible to understand. The vast majority of scripture are things that we can actually ingest and, and understand. And if you actually understand the point and purpose of Scripture, which is to point us to Christ always, the rest of it becomes so much easier to understand and so much less controversial. When we actually have that kind of true north as we're reading, going, okay, let me try to understand the details of this passage, the the cultural context and kind of the background, all those things important. But how does it actually point me to Christ? Because that is what it is doing. And so I think we can we can get really bogged down in some of the specific. There's history. There's distance in history. There's distance in in language barriers. There's, there's a whole lot of things that separate us from the original text. But we have that that true cohesion of text. Um, what Spurgeon calls the the red thread of Scripture that is is Christ running through all of it. And so my my encouragement is to one, it's not encouragement. My my statement that as a believer you must be reading scripture. Um, my encouragement is is in reading scripture, even parts you struggle with. How is it revealing Christ to you?
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. So so we can individually pick up the Bible. I mean, if we don't if we're able to do so, right? And we can read, and we don't have a disability. We can pick up the Bible, we can read it ourselves, and we can get a lot out of it. Really, just by just by working through it. And I think if we would go end to end we do see that there's Christ from beginning to end but that's not necessarily the only way the bible's meant to be read the bible's meant to be read in community with other believers so so i am my own person i bring my own baggage to whatever i read um, good and bad baggage and and if i'm to read the bible i'll misunderstand things and i'll understand other things differently uh, it's to be read in community with a body of believers as a, as a church or in a small group or even just a couple of believers reading scripture together and talking about it and not talking about it frankly as to what you know what it means to me but really what it means god is god has got specific ideas he's laid down and they're they're concrete and we're to find those things so we're to be truth seekers when we read scripture and not just um not just try to improve ourselves based on what we what we think we see in it and what it what appeals to us necessarily. There are actual facts and and, and, a, and a purpose to that Bible that God has imbued into the Bible and through his spirit, um, touches lives with the word.
0: Yes. And I and I'll put a, a plug in for our, our first book and slash study is that um, um, there's a book, um, How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. And so that book, and, and I, I've done it here once as a study. I'll do it again. It's a, I think we did it a 12- or 16-week study. But um, it's not easy. But the whole point of the book is... How do I understand the baggage that I'm bringing in? How do I understand how I'm reading things? What are some of the failures I might have as I read Scripture? And how do I resolve some of those? How do I understand the big words of the hermeneutic, right? How do I understand the exegetical aspect? So how do I understand both the then and there and the here and now? How do I bring both of those things together? Because if I don't understand the then and there, I'm going to misinterpret the here and now. And if I only have the then and there, but I never actually get to the here and now, the Bible is just a history book. We know that it's alive and active, and so we desire to understand both. And so I, I would encourage you. That's a great um, read if you're struggling with how to understand Scripture. Um, that and again, that that book in itself it's a it's a seminary book, so it's not the easiest thing to read. Um, so if you're if you struggle with it, we will hold the class here again. I would encourage you just to be a part of that because reading reading Scripture in community. is is important because we're studying together and we're learning different things. Um, Steve and I can sit and read the same passage and we may glean 70% of it the same. That 30% that's different, because I know that he's a believer and he knows that I'm a believer and we have the spirit in us leading us into all truth, just because we're different on that 30%, likely means that the Spirit's trying to teach us something with each other, and uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's important that we miss when we don't do it together.
1: Um, I totally agree. Um, You were talking about all those things, too, and it makes me think reading can be hard work, Mm -hmm. Um, thinking through what's going on, and and perhaps that's why a lot of people don't do it, Um, or don't do it more but that hard work is rewarding. So, so to be able to dig into something and read it and understand something new that someone else has thought before and is trying to perhaps teach us or, or open us up, whether it's Scripture or I mean, God, of course, which is ultra-important, but even other books, um, they do take some work, and it takes some thought, and it takes some time, and it takes some understanding to be able to figure that out. And I think that's, that those are, it's worth doing. Yeah, and it's I think one mind. to your point, our
0: our approach to reading, normally our our approach to reading, and we got this from an early age, is that it's to get through the book, right? That that right. we've got a task at hand, and we're just trying to get through the book. We've got a assignment or something. We just have to get through it. That is not what we're talking about. Right. When we're talking, whether we're talking about reading scripture, you might get through a verse and just go either one, I really need to pray on this or two, now I need to rabbit trail to all the places that this connects so that I can better understand what he's talking about. We might not get through a chapter in a sitting. When we're talking about the books that we're, we're going to be referencing throughout this, the intention isn't that I just breeze through it in a night. It's that, how do I really understand what's being said so I can um, scripturally often the, the Psalms, we even see it in revelation about the idea of ingesting the scrolls and, um, that it's, that it's sweet as honey. And that's what's intended to be is this wonderful, delicious meal that we don't just scarf down and just to get through it, but cause then we just get indigestion, right? We end up feeling right. overwhelmed and we feel like I don't even know what to do with this. And honestly, I wish I hadn't done it. Right. The point is if we take our time and actually enjoy it and savor it, we'll keep coming back to the meal.
1: Well, that's true. So when we read scripture, we're to be discerning and try to understand what's being said, so that we can. If we have this, if we're believers, we have this trust in scripture. We're trying to understand what it says to us. Which is which is different than if we move to non-scripture, right? Now we're trying to be discerning because we're trying to compare and contrast this person or this author's worldview or what they're trying to say with the baseline of Scripture. So bringing everything back to Scripture as the the rule, the yardstick of everything else, and not the other way around, once we have at least reached that conclusion that the Bible is true and good and it's God's Word.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I know a lot of people, especially believers, will look to, you know, a bestseller list and they'll find something from some popular Christian author um, and they'll read that book and then have a couple of sound bites out of that. And um, one fun thing that I like to do is when somebody gives me a sound bite from some author, I like to say, how does that align to Scripture? Right? Sure. What is, what is that, that affirming in scripture? Mm-hmm. And usually there's not a really good answer. It's just that it right. sounded good from this particular author said in this particular way. And I'm like, not that that's not okay, but just, we have to make sure that it actually aligns and affirms what scripture says. And we should be able to go, I read this, it stuck with me. And this is actually the scripture that supports it.
1: Otherwise we're, we're just ingesting what we like to hear. Right. And so you mentioned a couple times this whole ingesting of of books. So we're we're bringing them into our we're bringing them into our head. We're bringing them into our intellect and into our body. So we should be you know somewhat discerning as to who we actually decide to read in the first place. So thinking about what the it's not just the book and the topic, it's also who wrote it and what they think and how they believe. And it's certainly okay to read unbelievers, you know, that, that are authors or, or that have different viewpoints than our own, but I sure want to know where they're coming from as much as possible, if I can, even before I read the book. What's their background? Who are they? Um, are, they are they an atheist? Are they a Christian? Are they an evangelical? Are they Roman Catholic? Who are they? And, and what's important in their life is certainly helpful. And so then, as I read as I read books that that I read, I find that I have trusted authors and that I can be I can let my guard down a little bit more as I read because I've read so much of them or I've heard so much from them that I can I can trust what they say in a different way. But there's all all of that going on. That's all that interplay and all that thoughtfulness I think is important.
0: Well I think so your first practical point that I'd like to get to before we get to books and sure. authors is that this idea that I should know the authors first. I couldn't agree with that more. Like, I'm not telling people what authors they shouldn't read. I just try to say, you should know who that author is, right? We should understand that if we're coming from a, if this author is known for prosperity teaching, We would want to read it with a hint of skepticism, and we would want to say, what am I trying to gain from this? Why would I read an author who is bent on prosperity gospel? Is this something that I'm doing to feel good about myself, or is it something that I'm—for me, I read those books because I want to understand the other side, right? Right. I just want to understand where's this thought come from because it's so prevailing in culture. I want to know that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I'm reading it to go, how can I unlock the mysteries of Scripture? Right, And so we should definitely understand, do a little homework. It doesn't need to be a 12-page book report, but just a little homework on where is the author and how do they line up? And, and that first requires that you know where you line up. Right. right? <laughs> if I don't know where I sit, how am I going to know what, where we're at? And so that requires a lot of uh, scripture study itself. But um, to know who the author is and what point of view they're writing from is extremely important.
1: And it just helps in general comprehension of the book because when they use a phrase and you, you know the context he's coming from, how he's how he's putting that out and what he means by it. So it just helps with reading in general to know that author in, in some fashion so that I can read more effectively and, and not be challenged as much as you know, more than I need to be in the book.
0: Yes. Yes. yes for sure. So um so for me personally, so when I'm looking at authors, so I, I to your point, I've got trusted um authors slash theological backgrounds that I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this and be very in tune to what Scripture is teaching me in this because I trust the authors. And I'm going to be critical in my mindset but more challenging myself on my own views because I trust what they're saying. And I, and I have right. great respect for them, even even greater respect for them than I do for myself. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I really trust what they're saying. That doesn't mean I blindly accept, correct. but I'm like, this is probably really good stuff. So uh, for me, I look for r- reform theology guys, um, guys that have have a, a history of looking at um scripture from the point of view that it, it's all bringing us back to christ and this this very high view of god um we use the word reformed the older term would be calvinistic mm-hmm. um but that's so controversial and I, I just think it paints into a box but this idea of reform theology and having a high view of god is really important to me um when i when i read trusted authors
1: um, I would say the same, and and you're right. I I I'm, my guard's down a little bit, but certainly when I read them, new things come up that I don't understand, and that gives me an under gives me the opportunity to dig in a little more, or to try to say why would he say that, or why would she say that, and how can I understand that better? So we can go back to scripture and see. You know, oftentimes, you can go back to scripture and try to find out where they're getting that from. If it's really if it's a book that's closely aligned to scripture. I mean, what I find myself doing—I mean, I'll, I'll use things like commentaries and things like that to help me understand Scripture, going back to our earlier part of this conversation, but a lot of times I'm trying to just figure out my world around me. So, so if, if I'm a believer, I should be— motivated to understand who Jesus is. I want to know him. I want to trust him. And and one way of knowing him is also knowing the world that he created, the world that's around us, and understanding how that's working. So it helps me understand sin, it helps me understand my own failings, and, and it helps me understand redemption. All, our world around us is here to paint a picture of us of the gospel, just like Jesus is the gospel, and the gospel is found in the Bible as well. So so I'm trying to figure all that stuff out. So I'm looking for other authors as well that help me understand my world, my culture, my even in politics. So it can be things that interest me or things that interest each other. It doesn't have to be, you know, you have to read a book that, you know, dissects John I mean it, it can be whatever but but always keeping a mind to scripture to the Christian faith to a Christian worldview as we read other authors is is super important
0: yeah and I think that leads us to what we're currently reading right sure. so like and I'm I'm not a one book guy so normally I have a couple books going at a time because I, I I like to read a little bit, I like to digest, and then I like to read something else, kind of palate cleanser stuff. So usually I'll read something that I that either I, I it's a softer read because I'm pretty aligned to it or I'm very engaged in the topic. Some things that are a little harder to understand and that kind of dig me deeper. Um, so I, I just like to read a, a cross section. So um, right now my my kind of fun one is, um, Ashley actually recommended it, it's sitting on her desk right now. So it's um uh, uh, Cultivating Culture I think is what the name is um I, what is it remind me culture catalyst, culture catalyst. Um, but the idea is that we're we're cultivating a culture and how do we do that well and how do we make sure that we're and, and this is from a christian perspective but also just from a leadership perspective um especially in these times that we're in how do we make sure that we're we're engaging and moving people forward um with purpose in christ um and again it's not it's it's more of a fun book to me the um, one book that is, is probably more um, informational about the times we're in is Tom Rainier, who writes a, a bunch of kind of um, church, I, not leadership, but kind of church direction um, um, works, uh, is a post-quarantine church. And oh, so the yeah. idea of where are we at today and where are we going? And it's one person's view. And I think it's really helpful to say, how are we changing as people and believers? And, and what do we need? How do we connect as a church better? Um, and lastly my I, I love sociology because I like trying to understand who people are and so my sociology reads are normally not Christian mm-hmm. um, this one's called caste it's by Isabel Wilkerson um, and it's really going caste C-A-S-T-E, meaning the idea of caste systems in our culture and how do we how have we historically been um, Bifurcated people. How have we separated? And we see this division happening over time. And a why? And where are we at? We see this massive amount of disunity in culture. Where is it coming from? We know from a biblical worldview, which this person is not writing from. We know from a biblical worldview, it's coming from the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. We understand his his desire to destroy unity, but also understanding the actual sociology behind how people are allowing the enemy to do that
1: subconsciously. I think is really important. So. No, that's really good. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So we have diverse in different reads that we're doing. So, yeah. so I I always feel like I'm weak in history, but I really enjoy history. So, so I've been I've been digging into some older stuff. So there's a mm-hmm. there's an author named Robert Cairo or Cairo. I don't know how do you pronounce his name, but he did a deep dive and is still doing a deep dive. He's still alive, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, on Lyndon Johnson. Okay. And so and so actually he did he did something on Edwin Moses. He it's kind of a political power. Got, he's 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 interested in power, um, where it comes from and how it's used, and he did a deep dive on Edwin Moses, who was a guy that pretty much created. New York City and designed and developed and roadways and parks and all kinds of stuff and and the power that guy wielded to get all that done but he had a second um, person that he dove into which was Lyndon Johnson and so I've been on for like a three or so year mission of reading through really listening through the audiobook um, of his Lyndon Johnson biography I'm only to where Lyndon Johnson now is a senator and, oh, uh, and you got some time to go. Uh, I've got some time to go, but I probably got another couple of years on it. So that's <laughs> a long term project. Um, I'm also interested though in like history stuff, like World War II history. So I just finished a book um, called Appeasement, and and I have to say when looking at history. There's, it's just amazing and how it aligns up with the current day. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the Lyndon Johnson stuff campaigning, you wouldn't believe the correlations to the Trump era oh, and what sure. and the way just just amazing things that happened there. Same thing with appeasement. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book, Appeasement, about World War II and and Chamberlain and and, and Hitler and trying to appease them and, and avoid the war. Um, it's been just a, an amazing you know just look at that. So that's been mm-hmm. that's been something I've been doing. Um, the other couple of books that I really that I want to read that I've got on my shelf right now, so I'm going to list two books. One is The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self by Carl Truman. It just came out, and I'm super anxious to get it started. And then Danielle and I just started a book by Rod Dreyer called Live Not by Lies. So these are this is a cultural book um, about you know cultural movement and, and challenges. Um, and, and kind of oppression and different things that are going to happen, I think, in the future with the drier book. With the Carl uh, Truman book, it's really on the psychological self and trying to understand who we are as people and how we've changed from being kind of determined by what's outside of us to being self-determined by what's inside of us. And so I'm anxious to read on, into that book, and that's going to be... I'm pretty interested in that right now. Can't well, wait to get started.
0: I love the uh, the psychological aspect because we're we're in a time in history where people um, talk about kind of uh, mental wellness and um, the yeah. idea that that this kind of self infle- or, or self-reflection and inspiration and when at at work, secular work. Yeah. Um, Um, we went through kind of a, um, hour long kind of, it was part of a greater seminar. And so they're talking about this, this idea of kind of actualization. And, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, as they're kind of leading everybody through this thing, my, my head's going like, yes, like we need everything they're talking about, the way that we need to focus on something, the way that we need to search within ourselves, the way, like all these things, like really good. But they get to the point that it's really about you, Steve. That's, and that's exactly right? right.
1: But you're like, man, you're, you're missing it, right? <laughs> right? You're like
0: so close. You're like right there.
1: Right, yeah. This And this whole idea of expressive individualism, I mean, and where did that come from and where is it going to take us? Um, I'm really interested to see where that goes. Yes. So, so that's just, but but I, you know, what I don't read enough of is fiction. Yeah. I, I need to read more of that. I mean, I, I'd like to go back to C.S. Lewis and the Space Trilogy. My daughter gave me those books years ago. I read them once. Mm-hmm. I'd like to read them again. But I, I want to be more diverse, I don't have enough time, and and I'm anxious to read more. I want to yes. read more. Yes. Okay, so your most influential book from a spiritual perspective. Wow. Um, my most influential book from a spiritual perspective, um, I have to say, an awake. I'll, I'll say it this way: I had an awakening, if you will, with a couple of John Piper books. Um, Desiring God was a good one, but the Pleasures of God that mm-hmm. book was a, is a foundational book for me. Desiring God's a foundational book for me too, but the Pleasures of God was really foundational. I would, I would, I would say that was an important one. Um, another one is. Uh, I'll name two since mm-hmm. I can. You're cheating. Yeah, I'm yeah. cheating, yeah. Um, Biography-wise, um, Ian Murray wrote a biography on Jonathan Edwards that was not an easy read for me, probably, I don't know, 10 or 15, no, more than that, probably 20 years ago. But it was really worthwhile, and that helped me as well.
0: Yeah, uh, yep, great books. Yep. Um, I'd say for me, it's a book that I go back to all the time and it is a super boring read, Mm. but it is like, so I, I always so undersell it to people because it is a tough one. Um, Richard Foster wrote celebration of discipline and it's a spiritual formation Mm. book on, on the spiritual disciplines. And so every year I read back through it and, Mm. you know, just trying to understand how, like in every aspect of our lives, there's, whether it's uh, how to, Do we take time to meditate, to have solitude, simplicity, uh, worship, prayer, fasting, like all of these spiritual disciplines that we see throughout scripture are we actually utilizing them in our lives and and I find that for me I can get in such a I'm a very uh, efficient and goal driven person and I can be very focused on just we this is where we're going and this is where we got to get and I forget about all these wonderful disciplines and I don't do solitude well and I don't do simplicity well and I like all of these things I have to constantly keep at my forefront and so that book for me uh, I probably, first time I read it I think it was six years ago hmm. seven years ago maybe and I read it at least once a year because it's just a good reminder for me um and again talking about who these people are like richard foster's a, a puritan and so when you read it you have to keep in mind who he is because there's some things you're going to be like that's odd um but understanding again who he is and that there might be areas that where we don't align with but knowing the the goodness of of how it brings us back to scripture in christ
1: that's really good i mean there's, there's a lot of books that i'd like to read again i just i just I have too many other books I haven't read yet that I want to dig into. So what, what I would—just you know, kind of a culmination here—what I'd like is the excitement that we both have about books and reading and learning, and also that I know that we're not doing it just for that—just to understand a certain topic. I, I want to understand, like I mentioned before, the world that Christ has made around me so that I can understand Jesus more. How do people think and act, and how, and how can I intersect with their lives in a Christian way that I can represent Christ better? And I want, to, I want to represent Jesus well. I want to know him well and love him well and love others because of that. And part of that is understanding who they are, and that is, that is reading books, understanding history, where we are, where we've been, where we're going, and how people are thinking about their world. Which
0: really ties us into our last episode when we were talking about being in a post-Christian culture and how we evangelize effectively. So important. That's why we both read the sociology aspect and history so that we understand people better, so that we can understand how to bring them Christ in a more
1: effective way. And it might just be people that we come in contact with, but we can bring it closer to home. I have to teach my children who are being impressed upon by this culture all the time. The children I have at home and the children that are married and out of my home, um, I interact with them all the time and I want to be able to continue to interact with them and them me they have things to teach me and I want to be able to have things to teach them as well
0: yes yes very good well appreciate yeah. the perspective Steve and I always like um you r- recommend many books to me and I've, I've gotten through most of them I think um but really good uh, perspective and read and appreciate it Thanks, God, thank you thank you